Hi, and welcome to our continuing series called Patterns of Fate and Destiny with Radical Change Radio. Today, we're going to con- uh, begin a new conversation, a conversation that we're calling Dancing With. Right before this, we had a conversation of uh, inner dancing with uh, Sergey and his whole uh, practice of the five rhythms. And now we're taking this, uh, at least from my perspective, to the other sp- other end of the spectrum, and hence called Dancing With. And it, this is Arman's journey um, with Contact Improv. What's been fascinating for me is uh, I truly don't know how many workshops and uh, seminars uh, Arman's been to over the past few years, uh, tr- exploring uh, this modality of work, this modality of dancing for extended periods of time. Uh, Usually he takes off to a different country for six, seven days and uh, I can't reach him. I I don't hear from him, no news. And then usually uh, he gets back and we're on the phone and the first thing he says is, Mayur, it was so good. <laughs> that, that's, I, I almost know what the first words will be <laughs> when I call him. So um, I think um, so. Let's let's see uh, let's see this thread that runs so deeply in his life. Um, let's uh, let's explore what it is and uh, what he gains out of this in this podcast. And in the following podcast, uh, we'll see um, what challenges this particular lifestyle has presented to him. So, so with that, uh, Arman, um, what on earth is contact improv? Yeah, let's start with the primer on contact improv. <laughs> um, so, contact improv is a style of dancing. It uh, it was created in uh, in. United States in 1972 or thereabouts, and since then has spread like wildfire around the world. Um, pretty much in every in every country and in most major cities, you can find a, a club where people get together and dance. Uh, it's a very different form of dancing from anything else I've seen, actually. Um, the dance itself looks like um, uh, two two people a pair um, maintaining a, f- a point of contact between the two bodies and then moving this point of contact. Um, the point of contact can be anything. It can be a hand, it can be a head, a shoulder, uh, a, a leg, a side, your tummy, whatever. It's just some part of your body is in, in fact, is in contact with another part of the body of, of your partner. And then uh, this point of contact, it moves about so from shoulder to another shoulder to to hand, down to down the body to the leg, and then etc. So just it's moving all the time. And then also, um, how much uh, contact is being shared is is, is changing all the time. So uh, it, it, there can be very light touch, like be, the, like two fingers touching, or there can be um, 
on the other side the whole lift like when I'm lifting my partner on my back um, so these two variables what's touching and how much uh, gravity is being shared uh, are, are the two factors that have been in play here and, and it forms from this everything flows um, but before continuing with with telling more about contact improv um, a little bit about how I got into this um, I've been dancing uh, since uh, around early 20s I first uh, uh, went into ballroom dancing did this for a few years uh, then at some point later moved into uh, five rhythms did this for a couple of years uh, and then for the last couple of years I've discovered contact improv and has moved completely into that dance forum uh, and I'm by no means an expert of course uh, it's only a couple of years but I have been uh, practicing and dancing contact quite intensively so every week a few uh, classes and jams and then every every other month I, I go to a festival so these festivals where basically contacts, contactors get together for a week uh, in some part of the world um, and I have accumulated a number of interesting insights that I want to share through through this through this type of dance because for me um, it's an analogy and a metaphor for for living and there pretty much anything anything you want to uh, express or create or or, or 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 be in 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 life you can try this on a small scale in 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 this small duet or contact improv. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, contact improv is uh, almost the opposite of, of of every other dance form. Uh, five rhythm is quite similar in this in this regard. That if you think about most dance forms, like say salsa, waltz, tango, whatever, right? Uh, what happens there is uh, there's a teacher who tells you the right patterns of uh, moving and shaping your body, right? There is a few right patterns like. 10, 20, 50, 100, and then everything else is wrong, right? And what you do uh, most of your time is you try to beat these right patterns into your mind, and of course, most of the time you're wrong as you're learning, uh, right? So, so <laughs> the experience of, of these other dances is really you feel wrong and you're kind of making mistakes, uh, and sometimes accidentally you stumble upon the right way of moving. And the point is that these patterns are given to you externally. So a teacher tells you what is the right way of, of moving. Uh, contact, improv, as well as fiber in, in the sense, come from the opposite direction. They say that what is right is already inside of you. Now drop the patterns that have been built into your body throughout your whole life and start moving as is natural to you. And in fact, uh, once you notice a pattern which you use, drop it. And then you dance, 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 and you notice another pattern you continue doing, and then you drop it. That's that's the you know contact improvisation cons- consists of two words: contact and then improv. Improv is about noticing patterns and dropping them. Hmm. Um, for me, the contact improv is is extremely rich in 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 potential and possibilities um, because because it's it's a partner dance as opposed to five rhythm, which is more of a solo dance. Uh, and, and all sorts of fascinating um, issues, questions get worked out in this. For example, the leading and the following. Uh, in contact improv, uh, 
uh, both people lead and follow at the same time. Or sometimes maybe one is leading, the other one is following. But how does the switch happen? How do you listen? How, when do you follow? When do you lead? Uh, these, on a small scale, play out exactly the same things that happen in real life. And I've observed this in myself. I've observed this in, in, in other people. Um, I, I am, you know, I'm, I'm at a point of contact where I can dance with, with somebody for just a couple of minutes. And I know more about this human being than I would, I don't know, after a year of talking to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yep, yep. So, um, the thing that hits me when you were describing this is you might have almost been describing martial arts because uh, the way I think about it is life's a contact sport. Right? <laughs> so, go ahead. Continue. Okay. Um, the dance itself uh, does not have music because the music is also an external pattern. And usually when music is played during the contact dance session, uh, people try just naturally shift into the same uh, beat. Or at least, if the music doesn't have a strong beat, it evokes a certain mood, which 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 the which the or everybody kind of falls into. With no music, it's your natural it's your natural uh, fountain that that's talking. Well, it's yours and your partner's, and between the two, something happens. Every dance is unique. Every dance is different, and it's fascinating how uh, again, just like life, you know, these mini relationships that form on the floor, they are. So they unexpected and, and just different every time. It's like a wave. So, for example, I might be dancing with this one person regular every week. We come to the same jam session where we dance. And then today we have a great dance. But, and then tomorrow we have a great dance. And I expect that next time it will be a great dance too because, of course, it's me, it's her. There's no difference, right? Nothing changed. Maybe we became a little better at, at, in technique. But guess what? The third time it sucks. <laughs> I, why I don't know. It just does, <laughs> and then and then another time it's kind of it you know sucks meaning not not bad but meaning um, it, this is also a question how do you measure the quality of a contact dance and this is very hard to put in words. Um, there are no really criteria uh, strict criteria in contact, um, but an experienced contact that can watch and tell you exactly how just how uh, experienced someone is. Uh, it's more like this non-verbal knowledge. Uh, and so when I say sucks, uh, I mean that it's, something in the dance isn't quite uh, flowing, isn't, it, you know, it's like sticking and, 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 and scratching it and dancing, uh, you know, and heating. Okay. And that's not bad. That's also a dance that, that is very, very cool to have. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure Sergey, you know this from Fire Rhythms as well, oh, right? Yeah. But oh, yeah. you can come in very frustrated and not feeling good, and then you dance with this, and 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 that becomes your dance for the day. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Sa- same in contact improv. Although, of course, the, as far as feelings go, it's usually more pleasant to have a, a, a cool, synchronized, and you know, harmonious dance with fireworks, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe not for you, Mark, but I know hey, you're, no, you're fighting. <laughs> yeah, but it's the same, it's the same result. <laughs> well, it depends okay, on the so, kind of fireworks. <clears throat> yeah, the fireworks are a little different. <laughs> Fire so what works. <laughs> who dances with whom is also um, interesting and, and variable. Um, and this 
this is quite cultural too. Uh, so I've danced uh, in U.S. where I started. I've, I've since I'm living right now in Ukraine. I, I've been dancing here a lot, but I also danced in many other countries all around Europe, uh, Thailand, uh, in, you know, in Asia even. Yeah, right. Um, and uh, in general, it doesn't matter with whom you dance. Uh, your partner can be man or woman, same gender, opposite gender. It, it doesn't matter because. Uh, at, on one level, what's, what's dancing are the two bodies, right? And it's kind of the geometric configuration of the two bodies and the gravity and the point of contact. That really doesn't make any difference, right? Um, but on the other level, uh, in addition to just the physical uh, play of the body, there's also the emotional play that's happening there. And that does depend on, on who you would be naturally attracted to. Yeah. In, in, in U.S., this second aspect tends to be de-emphasized uh, just because U.S. in general is, is, not, is, is somewhat asexual culture. Um, it's also very conservative. Conservative, right. That's another yeah. way of saying it. Um, more politically correct. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I think, yes, I know uh, what you mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The more politically correct is equal opportunity. Uh, no, I think that's a different. <laughs> no, thing. that's a different well, thing, though. Or I like think. equality or something. No, I think I think there's this, no, equality there's is a whole different topic. Yeah, I think I think, uh, I think uh, in the U.S. it's uh, I think the uh, even we like to appear liberal, but we are actually a very uh, theocratic, religious, and a moralistic society. That's my take. Yeah, there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of that. And as opposed to U.S., say in in the in Eastern Europe, in Russia, in Ukraine, uh, uh, can, 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 I, can I can I can I get you to be yeah. specific about say Finland because I know what Scandinavia is like. So compare yeah, and contrast yeah, yeah, these two. Yeah. yeah. So so in in the Eastern Europe, uh, the libido is a lot more present. Um, and uh, in Finland, uh, I went to a festival there this winter. Um, it's just different. Uh, it's it's, it's kind of somewhere in between U.S. and Eastern Europe as far as the presence of libido, but it's also a lot slower and a lot uh, more grounded and, and intense and, at the same time. I would think. Huh? It's probably also intense at the same time. It's grounded, it's quite but gets intense, intense and quite silent. It's, yeah. it's there's more you know there's more sense of feeling into. Yeah. As opposed to the surfaces sliding. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Exactly what you mean, I know. Okay. Uh, so in US, you would get, you know, men, different dancing with men a lot, uh, women with women. In, again, in Ukraine, you have, uh, it's, people tend to fall into men, women, pairs. But it doesn't have to be this way, whatever. Um, and then also, the dance doesn't have to be just two people. Uh, sometimes, uh, and this has been my, my practice for the last few months, uh, three people dance together, and it's a lot more challenging, of course. Um, and then four people can dance together, you know, at the same time. It, it's it, it's 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 a lot of fun because a whole different side of of dynamic gets emphasized, uh, and and a lot more challenging. And to give you an example of how I use it, so for example, for me, um, just by nature, I tend to uh, in in relationships, I tend to focus uh, intensely on one person. So, you know, if I'm talking to you, I would focus completely on you and kind of the rest of the world would, would disappear. Yeah, this is my, my default way of relating. It's hard for me to have similar level of, of attention to two people simultaneously. 
Mm-hmm. So at some point, I decided to you know to work this muscle, and uh, uh, I I went to contact to do this, and and then so I'm I'm dancing in these triples and the attempting to learning and practicing to maintain the the connection with two people at the same time, and so it's, it's quite hard, but I know that I'm getting better at it, and then I'm getting better in life because I'm getting better in dance. Hmm. Hmm. So. Let me let me ask you this. I mean, uh, in some ways, you're very blessed to be able to travel around the world and, you know, go dancing wherever the hell you want when you want. Um, but what what have you um, what have you truly gained from this practice besides the things you spoke about? You spoke about quite a few principles, but bring it a little more, uh, dare I say, down to earth in terms of what does it mean for you. Right for you, what 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 is ha- what happens for you? What happens to you in this uh, in this medium? Okay, um, are you asking me to be completely honest? Absolutely, <laughs> as much as you can bear. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've come to terms with it. All right. Um, okay, I think. No, I don't think. I know. I know that all modern-day societies that I've seen, and I've seen, I guess, majority of them at this point, are uh, screwed up in the way they set up uh, human relations. Uh, it's unnatural. Uh, what I'm talking about specifically is the physicality of relationships. Uh most cultures coming from uh, age-old religious uh, patterns um, look down upon physical contact. Uh, or if they uh, approve it, it's in, in, in very specific ritualized uh, forms. Um, I know this is, this is wrong, I know this is unnatural, and I hope at some point our society will learn better. Uh, but w- now they have not, and um, I, um, I personally, and I, I'll get speaking about myself. I suffer from this. I want a lot more physical. I sp- I speak through my body. Okay, uh, I talk with my tongue and with my mind, but I also talk with my body, and I miss I miss this uh, communion with uh, with nature and with people and and with life in general. Um, and. I've been looking for a way to to for for a way that I can for a way and for a tribe and for a, for for a, some form of uh, movement where I can express myself natural the way I, the way I, I truly want to and in contact improv I found this contact improv um, for people who are really into contact you know who are not like uh, not pa- who are not passing throughs, who are not those passing yeah. through, but those who really go and dig it. Um, I believe that all these people are using contact simply as a means to yeah. physically relate to each other and to have a, a uh, um, an accepted environment where they can do this. Okay, and contact contact improv is simply simply. And kind of an excuse, almost, you know, to yeah. be able to do it. 
Yeah. Uh, now, mm-hmm. it's a fun excuse. It, it's, it's, it's very much fun. It has a lot of interesting patterns to it as I've been talking about. But I think at the core, this is it. And I go there precisely because I have no other way of doing it. Yeah. No, I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I, I completely agree with you. I think uh, this particular statement of yours has spoken more to my heart than anything during this podcast. And I completely agree with you. And I think I think that's also partly just take it to the other extreme. So in it's 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 I, I guess it's so much more permissible in these so called modern societies for you to fight with someone and in many cases that's the only way they feel any physicality than to express it in a tender loving way. And then yeah. setting up these rules about what is permitted and what's not permitted as though some person or some institution knew it 5,000 years ago, <laughs> right? I think creates creates a lot more hassles. I think I, I, I completely hear you, Karan. And I think it comes down to one single state. For me, it comes down to one single, uh, one single axiom, if you will, right? And that, that pretty much defines a lot of it as to uh, who owns you, <laughs> right? It basically comes down to that. And what I mean by that is, you know, whether you you have the right to express yourself completely and honestly with no fear of repercussions as long as you're not hurting somebody else physically, not somebody else's ideas about what is right and wrong. That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. But taking away somebody's right of life and right of choice. That's the that's that's the that's the part I'm talking about. But I think you know when you have these uh, notions of uh, uh, defining relationships or labeling them, I don't like the term boyfriend or girlfriend, or even partner for that for that matter, you know, or husband or wife, because I think it suddenly puts a very uh, it puts a puts a box. It puts a box and labels a linguistic it and, box onto what you and what am- is yeah, and it's amazing how yeah. how much power that linguist that that uh, the, the the language has over that entire relationship. So I, I completely agree. I think uh, uh, it's just good to hear uh, somebody approaching this issue from an entirely different axiom, an entirely different spectrum. Because for me, that's martial arts. Is that ultimate question of who owns me and what will I stand for and die for, so to speak, right? Yeah, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to add something that I think also is very important contact and a uh, big part of it for me. Um, so the dances usually last um, anywhere from, I guess at the shortest it can be just, a, I don't know, half a minute, 30 seconds, uh, all the way to... Gosh, the longest dance I've ever had m- might have been, I don't know, 40 minutes, something like this. I know some people sometimes dance even for an hour or two together, uh, but that's rare. Usually, like an, an average a dance lasts anywhere from 5 to to 20 minutes, that's just just to give you some frame of reference, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, What? Go ahead. Uh, and so, so this, this time... Um, of the dance becomes a relationship. Mm-hmm. Remember, as I said, that there is a, there's a, there's mm-hmm. a physical aspect the body, and there's an emotional. The emotional is what makes it into a relationship. Yep. And this relationship has a beginning when we, for the first touch, 
uh, it has a development through the middle and it has an ending at the end. Mm-hmm. A- and uh, it's a self-contained relationship in the sense that uh, what happens in there stays there. Uh, and, you, and this is... It's interesting, this is a, both of you mentioned the, exactly the same thing in yeah. dancing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's a big part of it because um, uh, this... I think it's even more than if it's even more than what Sergey was describing because uh, since I've danced five rhythm, I know it uh, very well too, right? It can be um, more intimate. Th- there's a lot more contact in in, yeah. in contact improv. So so it it for me it tends to be uh, even more uh, like almost an, a magnitude more intimate than five rhythms, uh, and because of this, uh, it can evoke very strong feelings. Right, uh, and it's important to bound it. Yeah, and somehow uh, you know everybody bounds it. You know, the beginning and the end is the is the bounding box, and even people who come into the to the to the contact for, for the first time, they naturally bounded by the dance. It's, it's not something that needs to be taught. Just we just do it automatically. Mm-hmm. And it's very very cool, and it's also very very. Um, it's like a meditative experience because you know you can have these very strong emotions and of all sorts during the dance, and then it ends, and you wash yourself free and you walk away. Hmm. And you know, and then another dance and another start and another develop and another end. You're and making me really, want to try it. it. It it's really a practice of letting go all the time. You of you letting go everything really. Your images, your your emotions, your just everything. Yeah. Full bloom it, and for me, this is what 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 is um, I don't know, one of the kind of the tastiest part of contact improv. I can go hundred percent with my, myself into this relationship, really hundred percent, and no, and then and then and then come out in twenty minutes, and 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 I'm clean and fresh, and nothing is remaining in me. It's quite amazing. So, you know, it, it, it reminds me of the whole principle of uh, impermanence. Yeah, Anitya. Anitya, yeah. It just it just reminds me of that. And as you were describing it, that's what came to my mind. And that's why yeah. I think I said it aloud too. I think I have to go give this a try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have anything else to add, uh, Karan, uh, to this fascinating, uh, fascinating... Uh, uh, well, the, the image that comes to my mind is full contact dancing now. <laughs> <laughs> full contact dancing. <laughs> so. I think I'm. I think I'm good for now. I would love uh, for for this dance to to grow and 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 uh, for more people to try it. I know it's not for everybody. Nothing ever is. Yeah. But uh, for more people to try it and 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 for a few to to choose it. Yeah. And yeah. Hey, if you if you don't try it, you never know what you've missed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I think uh, this was fascinating. We'll get into some of the um, drawbacks of this approach, yeah, which I'm sure will be more fascinating for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but with that, good night and good luck. Have a wonderful day. And may you be happy. The copyright of this recording is owned by the Radical Change Group and the individual contributors. Permission to copy and distribute freely is granted, provided that the entire recording on this notice remain intact. 
please visit us at www.radicalchangegroup.com. Your comments and feedback will be greatly appreciated.